Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we are going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of the Toronto Dominion Bank, ticker symbol TD. This past week, Toronto Dominion announced that they are further expanding into the United States by purchasing Cowan for $1.3 billion. So that'll help expand their investment and markets business. In addition to that, Toronto Dominion is also trying to close on their first Horizon merger, which they were purchasing for $13.4 billion. So Toronto Dominion has been shelling out a lot of money in recent years to make that expansion into the United States. At the time of recording this video, Toronto Dominion Bank is trading for $64.48 per share. Year to date, their stock price is down 16%. Over the past year, their stock price is down 3%. Going back five years, they've compounded at a rate of 5% compounded annually. Over 10 years, that's about the same. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, they've compounded at a rate of about 7% annually. Keep in mind that this is not including dividends. So TD Bank is trading for closer to their 52-week low than they are to their 52-week high. They're one of the largest banks in Canada with a 150 billion Canadian dollar market cap, which translates into about 117 billion US dollars. So for some farther background about the business, Toronto Dominion is one of Canada's two largest banks and operates three banking segments, Canadian retail banking, US retail banking, and wholesale banking. The bank's US operations span from Maine to Florida with a strong presence in the Northeast. They're also in the process of closing their first Horizons merger, which is based in Memphis, Tennessee. Toronto Dominion also has a 13% ownership stake in Charles Schwab. The company operates through a network of over 1,000 branches and 3,300 ATM machines in Canada, with over 1,100 branches and 2,700 ATMs in the United States. It also offers telephone, digital, and mobile banking services. It has a strategic alliance with the Canadian Post Corporation, and the Toronto Dominion Bank was founded in 1855 and is headquartered in, you guessed it, Toronto, Canada. For our fundamental analysis today, we are going to be performing our very own 10 Towers Banking Analysis. This will help us get at the 10 core metrics that are key to a bank's health and stability overall. The 10 Towers Bank Analysis is a blend of research that I put together on my own, and it's modeled from the basic structure of the 8-pillar analysis, which, although it doesn't work for banking stocks, is a fantastic analysis that was popularized by Everything Money. This 10 Towers analysis is really transforming that eight-pillar analysis and gearing it especially for banks. So without further ado, let's get into our analysis. So starting off with tower number one, we want their average PE over the past five years to be below 12 and a half. This will help give us a beginning valuation for the company based in line with banks' historical averages. So currently the Toronto Dominion Bank is trading for a PE of 10. Over this time frame, they've gone all the way down to a PE of 7 and up to as high as a PE of 14, but overall they're trading at about 12 times earnings. This is just under the metric we're looking for, and this is going to be a check to start off here on tower number one. Next up for tower number two, we want their average five-year return on equity to be above 9%. TD Bank does a great job here. They have average returns on equity that are about 14% a year. So this is going to be a check on tower number two. Another key aspect to note here, we want banks that are earning respectable return on equity, even in financially tough years. So in 2020, TD Bank was still able to earn 13% return on equity, which was an above average performance, even in a tough year for banks overall. 
So that is fantastic to see. And this is going to be our second check in a row here on tower number two. Tower number three, we're looking for five-year revenue growth. TD Bank has grown revenues from $26 billion in 2017 up to about $35 billion in 2021. This comes on the back of a couple acquisitions, but this is still good revenue growth nonetheless. Another check here on tower number three. Tower number four, we're looking for five-year net income growth. Here, they've steadily increased their net income in all five years. And again, we see this big jump between 2020 and 2021 due to some acquisitions. While most businesses and financial assets are going to be valued based on their free cash flows, a bank is actually going to be valued based on their earnings. So in an average year over this time frame, TD Bank is earning about $9.2 billion in net income. Make note of that number, but we're going to be coming back to that later on in our analysis. Again, this is a check here on tower number four. And through four towers, we've got four checks. Tower number five, we're looking for increasing total deposits. Here, their deposit base has grown by nearly 40%. They've increased deposits from $683 billion in 2017 up to $964 billion in 2021. So TD Bank is nearly at $1 trillion in deposits. Again, this is coming from some acquisitions, but this is a big check on tower number five. Tower number six, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding. When you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. When a business buys back stock by decreasing their number of shares outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, ultimately increasing the percentage of the business's profits that you're going to be entitled to without you having to spend a dime. So here we see slight buybacks. Over this time frame, Toronto Dominion has bought back about 2% of their shares outstanding. So this is gonna be a check on tower number six. Combine together towers number five and six with deposit growth and a decreasing shares outstanding. Really hit on one of the golden metrics for a bank, which is seeing deposit per share growth. So this is an excellent, excellent sign to see here. And especially given the fact that they've been making a good amount of acquisitions over this time frame, this is great to see that their shares outstanding have not increased and that an average shareholder is not getting significantly diluted over this time frame. Again, they've had pretty good deposit per share growth over the last five years. This is great to see. And through six towers, we've got six checks. Next up for tower number seven, we want their interest paid out on deposits as a percentage of their total deposits to be stable or decreasing over the past five years. Over this time frame, their deposit base is up while their interest expense is down. This is going to be a check here on tower number seven. It's good to see that it's declined over this time frame. Banks are commodity businesses with money being more or less the ultimate commodity. Being able to pay out interest that's a very low percentage of their total deposits can help give these bigger banks a low cost producer advantage which is really important to have in a commodity business. This is another good sign to see here on tower number seven, and this is our seventh check in a row. Tower number eight, we want their non-interest expenses as a percentage of total deposits to be stable or decreasing over this time frame. Here their deposits and their non-interest expenses are up, so we're gonna have to do a little bit of math. So in 2017, their non-interest expenses were 2.4% of their overall deposits. And in 2021, that has shrank to only being 1% of their total deposits. So this means that over this time frame, as a percentage of their overall deposits, Toronto Dominion has been able to decrease their non-interest expenses 
These non-interest expenses are going to be their overhead and are going to include things such as compensation and benefits and their selling general and administrative expenses. It's a welcome sign to see here that the bank is increasing its overall operational efficiency over this time frame. That's a check here on tower number eight. Again, through eight towers, we've got eight checks. Let's keep it going. Next up for tower number nine, we want their institutional deposits as a percentage of overall deposits to be decreasing over this time frame. And ideally, we want this to be as close to zero as possible. So here right away, we can see that this metric is very high compared to its American peers. Personally, I'm not an expert on the global financial banking system. These types of banking analyses have always been about learning in public. And so without doing further research, I'm not sure if the American system of having a lower institutional deposit base is followed around the world. In Canada, based on TD and a couple of other banks, it looks like they have a overall higher percentage of institutional deposits of their total deposit base. If you're interested in investing in Canadian banks, you really want to understand this and you want to understand the regulations and laws that are applicable to this institutional deposit base. Anyways, in 2017, 29% of their deposits came from institutional deposits, and that has shrunk to about 24% of deposits in 2021. So again, ideally, especially in American banks, we want this as close to zero as possible. There's clearly a difference between American and Canadian banks in this regard over concerning institutional deposits, and that's just going to take some more research to figure out. The reason we want institutional deposits to be low is that it helps reduce overall systemic risk in a bank, and it's also more difficult for a block of retail-funded deposits to move out of a bank than it is for a block of institutional deposits. Nevertheless, this is another check here on tower number nine, and through nine towers, we've got nine checks. So lastly, the big tower of them all, tower number 10, we want their market cap to be below their average five-year net income multiplied by 10 to give us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of the business. Currently, TD Bank is trading at a market cap of 117 billion US dollars. When we multiply their average five-year net income of $9.2 billion a year times 10, that only brings us to $92 billion. So we're off by about $25 billion here. This is going to be our first and only X here on tower number 10. Just because this is an X doesn't mean that you throw out the Toronto Dominion Bank. This type of analysis is a holistic and beginning understanding of TD Bank. It's not financial advice, and it really serves to determine whether you want to do farther due diligence and learn more about the bank or not. As a value investor, we want to understand a business as if we owned 100% of it and truly know all of its ins and outs and come to the core essence of the business. A 10% average earnings yield may not be appropriate here for Toronto Dominion. Given the fact that they've had such stellar metrics on almost every other metric we've looked at, they could potentially justify a higher valuation yield here. That's something that's really only going to be determined as you learn more about the bank overall. Then here we're looking at their dividend profile. Toronto Dominion has steadily been increasing their dividend over this time frame. And in all five years, their earnings per share have also increased over this time frame. We want businesses that are paying out less than 60% of their earnings or cash flows as dividends, and Toronto Dominion has never paid out more than 45% of their earnings as dividends. So they have plenty of breathing room here. This is a great sign to see, and their dividend, based on this snapshot, looks like it's in pretty good shape. So in summary, the Toronto Dominion Bank checks the box on 9 out of 10 towers. 
They're only off on our final valuation metric. However, some further research is needed to determine if that's appropriate here. Otherwise, the bank earns above average returns on equity even during tough years. Their revenues and net income are up over this time frame on the back of some acquisitions, and they're continuing to make further acquisitions to fuel their growth into the future, especially as this Canadian bank continues expanding in the United States. Then they've also increased their deposits while decreasing their shares outstanding, so they've had significant deposit per share growth. Their interest expense as a percentage of deposits is down. They're operating more efficiently, and even though their total deposit base is pretty highly funded by institutional deposits, even that metric is down. Again, that's a difference between Canadian and American banks that you'll want to learn more about. Overall, the Toronto Dominion Bank looks like it has very strong financial fundamentals. This is a business that I'd be interested in learning more about. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental 10 Towers stock analysis of the Toronto Dominion Bank, ticker symbol TD. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next, bank or otherwise. Thanks for learning about the Toronto Dominion Bank with me today, and have a great day.